In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Today is Father's Day, as I've already mentioned. And although this is not a date on the church's calendar for the year of grace, Our Old Testament does give us an opportunity to speak about fatherhood in the same way that our gospel text on Mother's Day allowed us to speak a little bit about motherhood. So here, we meet Abram later on. He becomes Abraham, as you may remember. But here we meet him, and God has come to richly bless him. But our friend Abram identifies the problem. What reward... Can the Lord give to Abram if he has no child with which to share it? This is what brings us to the first point that I want to consider today. One of the duties that comes along with fatherhood is to provide for the children that God gives. In a sense, fathers are stewards of the children under their care, and this is especially true of Christian fathers. God has named your children as his own in the waters of holy baptism, and now he gives them into your care. So what should a father provide for his children? Food for the table, clothes for the body, and shoes for the feet immediately come to my mind, especially since we seem to have to buy shoes at our house every other month. But I also want to think about how the Catechism speaks about the meaning of daily bread, which would include what we eat, what we wear, and what we have on our feet. It says that daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body. I'm sure that you still remember the list. I think this is what Abram is thinking about in this text. Proverbs 13 even adds, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. This is why for the vast majority of human history, the father has been the primary breadwinner in the house. God built that instinct into men because it is knit into the very fabric of creation. Men are coded to be providers for their family. But being a provider for the family means more than food for the table naturally. We can rope into this all kinds of things that dads ought to do. Modeling for your children how men are to lead their households being one of those top priorities. St. Paul writes, The head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband. And the head of Christ is God. This is a notion that the world, by and large, has rejected. Even many conservatives are skittish about the fact that a man ought to be leading his household. This is, meant to give, this is not meant to give men a free license to abuse their authority. After all, men, God will hold us accountable for how we have conducted our office as husbands and fathers. But that does not mean we can simply abdicate that responsibility. We'd be falling off into the other ditch. Even a lack of leadership in the home teaches something to those under our authority. Just simply look at our political system as an example. Men are called to be godly 
heads of the home. This means that the headship fathers are to exhibit is marked primarily by a self-sacrifice. Men are not called to gratify their own desires, but they are to live as Christ to their families. While this means that men are called to put themselves in harm's way to protect their families, it also means that we must sacrifice ourselves in other ways as well. Sometimes we must sacrifice being light for the sake of the truth of God's word. How often did Jesus run afoul of those who are around him simply by speaking the truth? So this means that men must discipline those under their care to teach what is right. This also means that men might sometimes have to lead the family in ways that aren't popular, confessing the truth, rather than going along with a lie for the sake of peace. These are crosses the fathers must bear. But being a dad also means raising your children in the discipline and in the instruction of the Lord. St. Paul writes to fathers, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. I would actually argue that this is, in fact, the primary task of a Christian father. While being a godly head and providing for those under his care are vital, the consequences of this duty in particular are eternal. St. Paul points out the fourth commandment. Honor your father and mother is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you will live long in the land. This isn't just an about an inheritance of land, but it is connected with Israel receiving the promised land that God had given to Abram. If the children of Israel were to retain the land, they were to remain faithful with what the Lord had given to them, but also they were to remain faithful to the Lord himself. This meant that fathers were called to teach their children the word of God. I've often pointed you to this passage, and maybe this is one of my favorite Bible passages. God says in Deuteronomy 6, Now this is the commandment, the statutes and rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all his statutes and commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. So we see here that being a father is, in fact, a vocation, that is, a calling from God. And that calling is fulfilled in the father teaching the Lord's word to his children. Fathers, not pastors, not Lutheran school teachers, but fathers are to be the primary teachers of God's word and primary catechists in the home. They are to teach the word diligently to their children, talking about it when they sit down at the table, when they are out on the road, when they put their children to bed, and when they rise up in the morning. Fathers, in this way, you are truly acting as Christ to your family. 
But more than that, when you see your children being raised in the Lord's word, you are seeing yourself not only as the one who sacrifices for your children, but you are teaching your children to put their trust in the one who has laid down his life as a sacrifice for them, trusting in him to provide with everything that they need. In this way, fathers are raising their sons and their daughters after their father Abraham, the man of faith, who believed the Lord's promises and God counted it to him as the righteousness of faith. But more than that, you are raising your children to receive the inheritance that is due as the heir of the promise given to Abram. In the Old Testament reading, we heard how God was going to give Abram a child and that his offspring would be as numerous as the stars of the heavens. When St. Paul, thinking about this passage and promised Abraham, writes in Galatians chapter 4, he says, If you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. As those who belong to Christ, all of us together are heirs of the promise of salvation by grace through faith that God gave to Abraham. Abraham is our father in the faith, and we are made his children as we are adopted into the family of God by the waters of holy baptism. Now, I will admit, men, that this is an immense task, and everyone here who has a father should pray for your dad on this day, give thanks to God for him. And this immense task is burdensome. Who is able to fulfill it? But I would encourage you to remember that you are not alone. The last thing to remember about biblical fatherhood is that it comes to us from God himself. We confess a God who is our father. And St. Paul says of him, from him, every family in heaven and on earth is named. This means that fatherhood The earthly office that men hold is not simply a metaphor that helps us to understand who God is. It is who God is in his very being. Without God as Father, we would not have fathers in creation. This means that he perfectly fulfills the roles that he gives to fathers here below. And what we are unable to fulfill, God brings to completion on our behalf. And so, to the fathers who are among us, I would encourage you to take heart. God will provide. Trust in him. And in so doing, you in turn are teaching your children to live by faith in God, our Father, so that they too may receive the promised inheritance given to Abraham. In Jesus' name. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.